Today's episode has been brought to you by Zapendo. Zapendo gives the power to manage contracts, edit them on the fly, send free signatures, manage expirations, alerts, and more. All unlimited. Try it today and get 15% off your first purchase. Just use coupon code VINCE1076. That's capital V, lowercase I-N-C-E, 1076. Hi there, my name is Vince Salerno, and welcome to the Vince Salerno Podcast. If you're looking for a place to get your weekly filmmaker fix, well, you've come to the right place. On this podcast, I discuss the latest in movie news, such as trailers, rumors, and more. I also discuss trends in the film industry and give my own insight as a filmmaker with special guests that are friends and film fans alike. So grab your popcorn and a nice cold drink, sit back and relax, because the Vince Salerno Podcast starts right now. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Vince Salerno Podcast. This is episode 60, 60 episodes and only, what? Six years, seven years doing this podcast. <laughs> Man, is there an award for uh, slowest churnout of episodes ever? <laughs> Anyways, guys, I'm your host, Vince Lerno, of course. I'm so happy to be back. I said I was going to get back on a roll with podcasting. Um, a lot of big life changes. Uh, I just got married to my best friend, love of my life. Uh, we have a brand new studio where I am recording this episode in. I'm very excited about that. And, um, yeah, now that my life does not revolve around planning a wedding now, (laughs) I have, uh, time to, uh, focus on other things I've been putting off, such as this podcast. So my goal is to, um, come at you guys more frequently. I don't know how frequent I want to come out, come at this podcast, maybe, um, weekly, We'll see what I'm able to do, but for now, we're going to start off with this brand new episode. Um, if you guys follow me on YouTube, you know that uh, I made quite the uh, kerfuffle online uh, coming out against uh, one of my favorite film studios, Pixar, with their uh, Buzz Lightyear movie titled Lightyear, where they basically decided, you know what, we don't really care about kids. We want to groom them into um, believing lies about biology and gender and sex um in a kids movie and i frankly just was not for that um i am tired of pretending like this stuff is not happening that there's not a battle for the culture um some of you have already told me that um you don't like that you don't like my opinions well you know what i don't care because this isn't about me this isn't about being right it's about well it is about being right but it's not about me being right it's about fighting for what is right for the truth and i am just i'm just not i'm just tired of filtering myself you know what i mean so going forward on this podcast on my youtube videos starting today no more hiding no more bowing down to the woke culture um pretending like it's not happening not talking about it trying to avoid it it's happening i hate it and i'm gonna talk about it if you don't like that you can leave i'd love for you to stay but 
I know you're probably not going to like what I'm going to say, but those of you who do stay uh, and like what I'm saying and have been supporting me, uh, either privately or publicly, I thank you. So today we're going to talk about uh, where I stand with DC, Warner Brothers, and Marvel slash Disney. So I guess I should say DC slash Warner Brothers and Marvel slash Disney. Uh, both studios just made a big splash at San Diego Comic-Con, and um, I felt, uh, obviously, I was excited to uh, to watch. Uh, although both these studios and both these properties have issues, I still love superheroes. I still love the uh, comic book world, especially Marvel, especially Superman and Batman. Um always been a fan of these characters and I, I think I always will be and I, I think if the last year uh, despite the the wokeness that has uh, infiltrated these studios if the past year has taught me one thing is that this is not all across the board especially when you think about a, a great movie like Spider-Man No Way Home I mean that movie was just pure unadulterated fun joy uh, gave us a, a very satisfying conclusion to the uh, Spider-Man Homecoming trilogy. Uh, just a, a a really good movie. Uh, there's really no other way to say it. it. It was I was surprised that it came from Marvel, considering the quality of films that have been coming out recently, and especially for the most recent film, Thor: Love and Thunder, which I opted not to see. Um, I heard of some uh, woke LGBT stuff in there, and I just decided, you know what, not gonna do it. I got burned with Doctor Strange. I went in not for some reason not knowing that America Chavez had two moms. Uh, I heard reports that she was gonna have a pride pin on her jacket for the entire film, but that didn't really bother me too much. I didn't know they were gonna do a whole like, oh, she's got two moms from an alien world. That's dumb. <laughs> it sounds dumb in concept, and it's, it was dumb in the movie. I kind of laughed. I, I got to be honest. <laughs> uh, not at, not at their death. Just the stupidity of the whole thing. As an alien planet where where women can can uh, two women can uh, reproduce. Um, weird just weird anyways opted not to see thor love and thunder uh plenty of my friends and family members saw it and told me how bad it was and how they regret it and i was over here like well i didn't so i guess i have nothing to regret <laughs> uh which is a shame because i was actually looking forward to love and thunder uh but just the trailers looked bad the wokeness um the comedy the bad cgi even worse when i saw some uh leaked footage from the from it being in theaters really bad um it's a shame though because i think i think that christian bale looked really good in the movie i think uh as always chris hemsworth is just a great actor to play thor uh i was intrigued by the natalie portman thor stuff um i've heard mixed things about it but i don't know maybe i'll see it down the road but i'm not really um itching to go see it so uh, as far as the DC front, what has DC been up to? Well, they've been kind of playing it coy, but also they've been uh, dealing with the dumpster fire of The Flash, which seems to be an embarrassment of riches for them. Ezra Miller is just kind of a train wreck of a person. Uh, you know, keep him in our, we'll have to keep him in our prayers because 
he is a clearly a very disturbed uh human being um but he is just i already didn't like the way he dressed he dressed like somebody out of um the rocky horror picture show uh just very odd personality odd odd vibes i got from him when he appeared in interviews when he appeared in that that flash sneak peek thing at uh fandom and now all this stuff where he's coming out as a as a he's a they them now which i, I don't care about those that pronoun stuff so don't even ask <laughs> uh he's claiming to be a they them He's getting arrested for doing drugs and getting drunk and choking people and being abusive and getting into all sorts of crazy uh, shenanigans and now abducting children, apparently. Like, yikes. Yikes. Get this guy out of the picture. Just, mm, I don't know. I don't know what Warner Bros. is going to do, but they better just get rid of him. Obviously, give him help. I don't feel like we should be just abandoning him for, you know, being deranged. Like, get him into a mental... Mental... Words. Get get him into a mental institute or something. Gosh. Just help the guy. But also, he's clearly deranged. He's clearly psychotic. And he, he needs to be kept away from as many people as possible. So before we get into talking about Comic-Con, let me, uh, again... Just to clarify where I stand with DC slash Warner Brothers and Marvel slash Disney. I pretty much made it clear what I stand where I stand with Disney, but it does it does play into Marvel. So uh, with DC, man, I am just kind of in a love hate relationship with them right now. I I keep hearing rumors uh, from a lot of <clears throat> leakers that I trust and uh, sources that. Say, you know, the Snyderverse is still alive and well. Henry Cavill's coming back. All things I would love to see. I love what Zack Snyder has done with with Justice League. And uh, I wasn't a huge fan of of Batman v Superman. In fact, I'm pretty sure I outright called it a terrible film when it first came out. But I loved Ben Affleck's Batman. And honestly, I've come around. I, I really have. I don't think it says... I don't think it's as bad of a movie as I initially made it out to be. I think it's pretty well done. It's not what I wanted from a Batman v Superman movie. And I definitely didn't want to see Superman die at the end. I think that was a bad... There were some bad choices. But you know what? Time heals all wounds. And I think just looking back at what we got versus what I wanted, I really like what we got. And, you know, it's... Not perfect, but it's it was great. And Henry Cavill as Superman, perfect. I wanted to see much more with him. I wish we had gotten much more with him. We may, still may one day, but um, love that stuff. I don't necessarily need the Snyderverse to come back. I know we we got we got to get the Snyder Cut release, and that was a big win for fans. Um, although the studios tried to turn it into a very toxic thing, where the fans were forcing studios. To make them do what they wanted, which is what film studios are supposed to do. They're supposed to give audiences what they want, which is to be entertained. So it's just DC hates their fans, basically, as what I've been saying online for a long time. And frankly, it's true. I, I think DC hates their fans. 
they want to they want to uh, succumb to this to the woke culture and they want to um retcon ben affleck's batman henry cavill superman replace it with supergirl batgirl put michael keaton in the the dceu to uh, to pass the baton uh, just some weird stuff this is stuff coming out of the new flash movie that i am i'm not excited about uh the more they talk about it the more i'm just like nah you know not even for michael keaton i love michael keaton as batman i mean who doesn't but the movie is just got it has seems to have a very mean-spirited vibe to it of just like we're retconning everything that people clearly want to see more of in order to do this weird all-female holy trinity of DC. Uh, I, I mean, if you're trying to make Batgirl and Supergirl and the you know build franchises around them, it's not going to work. It's just not. People want to see. People are screaming from the rooftops. Give us Henry Cavill as Superman. I don't know why Warner Brothers hates their fans, hates Henry Cavill, hates Superman. It it does not make any sense. And if DC wants to keep this franchise afloat before having to do a total reboot from the ground up, they need to get Henry Cavill in. Wow, I said that weird. Henry Cavill. They need to get Henry Cavill in a Superman suit on a soundstage shooting a solo Superman movie as soon as possible. Just do it. You will make so much money. You will make so much money. Isn't that what you guys want? Oh my gosh. I could rant for days about Henry Cavill not being Superman, but it just infuriates me because the guy wants to do it. The fans want to do it. Clearly people are in his, in his corner. We want to see him be Superman again, but Warner Bros. is like, you don't want that. You want this. So I just am so pissed off with Warner Brothers in DC because they are trying to force feed us something we clearly don't want. Again, I'm not totally advocating that the Snyder Cut or the Snyderverse needs to fully be re like reborn or brought back in. I don't need that. Would that be nice? Yeah, absolutely. But I don't need that to happen. And I'm not bashing any fans that are advocating for that. I, I think you guys, I think fans are in their right to ask for whatever they want because they're fans. It's a fandom. That's what fans do. I personally don't think we need that. If we just get Henry Cavill back and we get a couple of uh, the DCEU mainstays, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, uh, well, no, recast the Flash. Heck, try to get Ben Affleck back. Maybe he'll get some, maybe give him enough goodwill and he'll, he'll come back. I don't know, but... DC, if you want a lot of goodwill on your side, you gotta bring back Superman. You gotta bring back Henry Cavill. If you don't, it's not gonna be pretty. So I'm willing to reward DC when they do good things. Like I'm still excited for Shazam. I'm I'm excited for Black Adam. Uh I think Dwayne Johnson has done a lot of good uh to encourage fans that uh Henry Cavill, who's a buddy of his, uh may return one day. Although uh, recent events at Comic-Con may lead me to believe otherwise. Okay, so but we'll, we'll get into all that. So Marvel. Marvel and, and Disney. I already told you guys what I think about Disney right now. They are doing like straight up demonic child grooming stuff uh, with their movies. Baymax had the 
ridiculous tampon talk, uh, transgender woman teaching Baymax how, what, how to buy tampons and all these other women and men giving him tampons. It was disgusting. Baymax helping a, a, a gay man ask another, another man out on a date. Oh, cringe. Disgusting. Uh, oh my gosh. It, it just infuriates me that this is in kids content, children's content. Why does someone need to watch the Buzz Lightyear movie and have to have a crash course lesson on, on female sex? Not that that's even a thing, really, but you know what I mean. I, I had a friend who went to see Lightyear and had to take her kid out and, like, explain to him what was going on. Because, I mean, frankly, because she didn't know. She was blindsided by everything that was going on with the woke culture. And she told me, and, and it's like, oh, my gosh, I, I had no idea you were even thinking about it. I would have shown, sent, I would have sent to the video. So I felt horrible for her. I mean, like. No parent should be forced to have to explain something to their children that they don't think they are ready to learn yet. Again, as I said in the video, these studios are not in charge of these kids. It's the parents. And Disney is taking it upon themselves to be the parents for these kids. And that's disgusting. It's demonic. Absolutely demonic. I hate it. As far as Marvel goes, Marvel's been on, as far as I... As far as I'm concerned, Marvel has been on a downward slope since Endgame. Technically, Captain Marvel. Everybody hates on Captain Marvel. A lot of people, a lot of the anti-woke people hate hate on Captain Marvel. Guys, I gotta be honest. I'm I'm not gonna be your traditional like anti-Marvel fan. I don't like a lot of what they're doing, but I don't hate everything they're doing. I thought Captain Marvel was perfectly okay. Was it a little woke? Yeah, kind of. Uh, there was some dumb stuff in there uh, that I didn't like, but honestly, did I hate myself and did I feel offended afterwards? Not really. It was very okay. I, I don't think Brie Larson is uh, particularly... Uh, I know I don't think she's had a chance to really own the role, so I don't want to speak on it whether she's good or not, but I've seen her do better acting um, in Room. Yeah, yeah, Room was a great movie. I, I, I don't know. I just I expected more from her in Captain Marvel, but uh, I don't know. I just I just haven't seen enough of her. She's literally only been in like one and a half movies, and we haven't seen her since. So I don't know. I, I don't really feel like judging her performance based on that alone. But I mean, the movie's okay. It's perfectly fine. I mean, it, it's a little offensive, but like not to the extent I think people make it out to be. I think it is the first sign that this whole MCU bullcrap is definitely happening, and it's not good. Ever since uh, Phase 3 ended, I've been holding out hope that Marvel would like pump the brakes, maybe revisit some characters that didn't get their solo films, or like Black Widow or Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Just like take a break and don't do a big uh, event tease or whatever. Of course, they went right along and, and teased uh, the multiverse, and now we're in the multiverse saga, which is, you know what, is fine. With this phase four, uh, it seems like it's all about new beginnings and all that, and that's fine. Uh, but seeing seeing almost everything that's come out in phase four, I saw Black Widow, and uh, it was another kind of fine film. I would put Black Widow slightly under Captain Marvel just because... 
a whole weird um, Harvey Weinstein, uh, Ray Winston thing. Like, I'm sorry, you're building up Drakov and, and the whole Russian espionage stuff. Really disappointing. Like, the fact that he's just Harvey Weinstein, he just, you know, he's in the market for girls. Girls is the greatest currency in the history of currency. I mean, like, I get it. Yeah, nobody likes Harvey Weinstein, but, like, I don't need to be reminded of that in a Marvel film. I just want to... I want to have... Go... Give me a real... It's like spy, Russian espionage, classy adventure. Um, so, a little disappointed in Black Widow, but, I mean, I, I liked... I kind of like Yelena... Uh, Belanova? Is that how you say your name? Whatever. Yelena. I like Yelena as a new Black Widow. I think she's fun enough. I like I like Florence Pugh as an actress. And I, I like what she's been in. She was in Hawkeye for a spell, and I thought she was fun. I thought she had a lot of range and emotion. Uh, I, I don't have an issue with her. I think she's cool. Uh, I, I'm surprised. That I, I, I like seeing her in, in the MCU. Um, speaking of Hawkeye, good, but it feels like he was like kind of being sidelined for Kate Bishop, who is okay. I don't know. I don't, I don't, re I don't think we need to just start like passing the batons on so quickly. Like, why does every show need to be like, oh, we need to replace Hulk. We need to replace Hawkeye. We need to replace Iron Man, Captain America, Black Widow. Everybody needs to be replaced. Why? <laughs> why can't characters just stay dead or have their mantles removed? Especially when you're introducing iterations of characters that did not sell well in comics like Ironheart I've heard did not do well in the comics and they're they're showing they're having her be in Black Panther 2 they're giving her an Ironheart TV show uh I I don't really know much about Kate Bishop or Yelena Villanova both both those characters I actually don't have an issue with I actually really liked uh Haley Steinfeld's Kate Bishop um I don't like that they kind of sidelined her or sidelined Clint Barton for her. And again, I don't know. It wasn't terrible. I've seen worse sidelinings in shows like Star Wars, but um, I don't know. It was cool to see a, a character actually idolize an Avenger for once and not, you know, degrade or downgrade like we saw in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Hated Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That was probably the first sign of, of me thinking, oh, no. We're going down a really dangerous woke path where everything is going to be just uh, ultra political. And it's kind of been even keel. Some things have been uh, very subtle. Some things like Winter Soldier, Falcon, the Winter Soldier have been over the top and I hate it. Uh, what else came out in phase four that I'm forgetting? Shang-Chi was, uh, was good. Very inoffensive. Um, I don't think he was a, greatest character but we just met him so i don't know a lot of these movies were just kind of okay they didn't really wow me like the beginning of phase one you know if this is a new era in the mcu like wow me like those first movies uh, and i think it's it's also a, a matter of these films are far are farting <laughs> they're definitely farting because they're stanky some of these films are starting to feel more like products and frankly, like Martin Scorsese said, uh, says, amusement park rides than actual movies. I mean, I had hope for a show like Moon Knight, and Moon Knight really disappointed me. Like, I, 
I can't even put into words how disappointed I was. It was just that bad. There were some irre- there were some irredeemable moments, and there were some redeemable moments. Oscar Isaac was perfect all the way through, but the show he was in was just really bad. The end, the last episode was horrible. I don't mind the uh, Egyptian superhero chick, but like the fact that she basically got all the badass moments and like out of nowhere she's a perfectly capable superhero like th- that's dumb that's really dumb so basically uh, i i've i've gotten to a point with the MCU where uh, all these shows and films i've mentioned have just gotten me not fatigued i'm not fatigued of superhero films or even marvel i'm just not i'm just tired of being disappointed you know so I've decided to just forego certain shows and films uh, if I feel like it. I'm just not going to. I'm just not going to put myself out there and get disappointed. But um, I decided not to see Eternals. Eternals was the first film I opted not to see in the MCU. I decided not to see Thor: Love and Thunder, and based on the reaction, I'm kind of glad I decided not to see that. Um. I also have not seen Miss Marvel, and that was more so just the fact that I didn't think the show was for me. It just felt like it was geared towards a younger audience, but I, I don't know. I've heard mixed things about it, so maybe I'll check it out, but I'm not too, I'm not losing sleep over that. Plus, I've read all the spoilers, so I know what happens. Anyways, at this point, I'm just playing, I'm just keeping my cards close to my chest. If there's any woke stuff in these movies, I'm just not going to go see it. Um, at least depending on the degree of it, because uh, I just don't feel like giving my money to stuff like that. And um, unless Marvel starts changing their ways and starts listening to their audience, who does not want this woke crap in their movies, I don't know if we're going to have an MCU for long, uh, or at least the brand is going to be starting to get tarnished if it's not already tarnished, honestly. Um I think it's now. I think now is a good time to talk about Comic Con, and that, this will help kind of solidify my thoughts on both studios and their brands. So DC basically crapped the bed <laughs> at Comic Con. Uh, they had a panel on Saturday morning, I believe, and bro, all they had was Shazam and Black Adam. And Shazam was cool because they they had a whole panel. They showed us the first official trailer, which looks fun. I'm a big Shazam fan. I love Zachary Levi as an actor. I've been a fan of him ever since I watched um, Chuck. Uh, and I think I watched that during high school or college. Great show, either way. It's a fun series. I loved the first film. It's just fun, charming, uh, not too silly, not too uh, serious uh, DC. And it, it didn't feel like Marvel. There were a couple jokes in this new trailer for for Shazam 2, Fury of the Gods, that didn't land, like the whole Fast and Furious references. And um, again, I think these films somewhat suffer from Zachary Levi's Shazam being more kiddish than Billy Batson. Uh, so I don't know. It's just a really it's it's an odd balance to to strike. So I don't necessarily blame them for having uh, issues with that. But at the same time, that's like my only issue with these movies is that. But um, 
But hey, look, I love these movies. Uh, they're the only thing that's going good for the DC Cinematic Universe. And um, I like that we finally we're getting a spinoff in Black Adam. And hopefully those two characters will meet up. That's like the only thing, maybe besides Suicide, The Suicide Squad, which I think was a great, great film, that I think people have to look forward to in the DC Cinematic Universe. Uh, and again, Black Adam was great. Uh, Dwayne Johnson came out. And uh, entered the arena in a pretty fun fashion, uh, in full costume. Uh, talked about the movie, and it looks like he's been working on it for a long time. It's a passion project of his. And that gets me excited. He, he's um, offered some hope online for Henry Cavill returning, if not in this movie, in a film down the road with him. But then he just kind of walked everything back and everyone was like, what about uh, Superman and, you know, him being here? And what about, you know, you facing him? He's just like, oh, well, you know, it depends on who's playing Superman. You know, if I could win a fight with Superman, it's like, okay, so where is he? <laughs> because Henry Cavill was rumored to be at Comic-Con. Big report came out, may have been an accidental leak or something, but it was reported that Henry Cavill was supposed to be at Comic-Con to announce a new Superman project. And it, it was a rumor. It was never confirmed to be true. But that was a really, that was a real, that was a bad move on, on whoever's part, whoever leaked that. Like, that was not nice. Everybody, I was, I was upset. Everybody else was upset. It really kind of sucked the, the life out of, the room for DC because that I mean those are the only projects they brought they weren't going to announce anything new not even a tease for the Batman part two they're, not, they're certainly not going to talk about the Flash that's for sure <laughs> uh, but just like nothing and then they had Jim Lee on a on a comic book panel say oh yeah there's no Snyder Snyder cut stuff happening what is going on with you guys this DC has no idea what they're doing and every time I think that they're catching up and they're catching on, they just fall flat on their faces. It's just, I just, I don't trust them. And I don't, I mean, the only thing I can trust is that they're going to make good Batman movies. The Batman was a great film. Looking forward to part two. But I can't trust that they're going to even gonna get Superman back, let alone make a good Superman film. They had freaking Tanahishi Coates writing a black Clark Kent movie. Like, thank God that's dead. Hopefully it stays dead, but that's not what the fans want. And uh, I, I don't blame The Rock. I think he's wedged between a tight place, a rock and a tight, a rock and a tight place. Um, because I think he wants to do Henry Cavill Superman in one of his movies, but the studio was just blocking him. And I'm, I, I think I heard that... Um, James Gunn wanted Superman in the Suicide Squad, but they don't know who Superman is. It's just incredibly stupid. Like, the people running DC right now are incredibly stupid. And I hope to God that David Zaslav just, like, lights a fire under their butt and makes them get to work because this thing needs to... This thing could be a huge moneymaker if they just gave the fans what they want and it was even more embarrassing when Marvel came out for DC. So Marvel's panel was riddled with so many 
exciting projects and so many projects that I'm not sure are going to work out the way they think they're going to work out. But I will go down the list uh, based on my recent Twitter post where I kind of gave brief thoughts on everything. Uh, let me see if I can find it. There it is. So the big thing that they announced uh, at some point, and it wasn't the first thing, but they announced that like we're in last saga was the Infinity Saga. Now we're in the Multiverse Saga, which we all kind of assume, but now it's like official. that That's what this is called. Although this is not going to be like a 10-year saga. This is going to be like... I mean, it, you know, it started in 2021, and it's going to go till 2025. So five years. Not a very, uh, not a very long phase, but uh, you know, I th- if they have bigger plans in the next five years, well, cool. I'll be I'll be okay with that. So uh, I think in order of memorization, <laughs> or in oh, in order of release. They showed some stuff for Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. I'm actually looking forward to that. I really like Ant-Man. I've I've grown to like those films a lot more as time has gone on, especially like the second movie, the best. It's just really fun and quirky, and I love the tech and the action in that film. I am really excited about Kang. I know he's kind of the next Thanos for uh, this phase, and I'm really excited to see how Jonathan Major's pulls off these multiple variants of Kang throughout um, this and whatever else he's going to appear in, because I know he'll probably be making cameos up the wazoo up until a certain Avengers film that they announced. Uh, There's some footage. Apparently we're going to get MODOK. Really excited about MODOK. Um, That's about it. I mean, I don't want to really talk about stories and stuff but i'm excited for that secret invasion secret invasion actually sounds really fun i like that it's going to be darker it's going to be focused solely on nick fury uh talos uh maria hill get back to the basics those characters maria hill and nick fury have been like criminally underused in phase three and kind of in this phase so to finally get a show with just them and exploring them hopefully in in a non-destructive character way uh it will be a lot of fun i'm really looking forward to that um i might uh just might keep disney plus just to check that out but we'll see okay we have got to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, guys, because I have not, I have been thinking about nothing else but Guardians of the Galaxy 3 since this trailer leaked online. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Uh, This movie looks like it's going to be fantastic, like super emotional, super dark, uh, very emotional goodbye to the Guardians. I didn't think James Gunn was going to go so dark especially when he went so light with the last two films. Uh, I mean, I guess the first film. But the footage shows that, like, it opens with Gamora um, seeing the Guardians. She's leading the Ravengers now. I'm interested to see how that worked out. Um, And Quill is trying to remind her of how they fell in love, but she's obviously, obviously this is not the Gamora we know, from 
uh, this universe, she's dead. This is Gamora from the uh, alternate universe from uh, Endgame. And she doesn't remember anything. She never had those memories. In fact, she's probably like five or six years younger than the actual Gamora, (laughs) if you think about it. So um, that'll be a big focus is uh, uh, Star-Lord and and Gamora's uh, relationship and the future of that. Some really dark and sad shots of Rocket. Uh, like there's this hand, this big clip that leaked is like this hand reaching to grab a baby rocket probably before he gains like full consciousness and becomes t- turned into the, you know, talking raccoon that is Rocket Raccoon. Um, James Gunn described him as being the status character in the universe. If he, you know, how like he said, he described like when he had left the pitch for Guardians of the Galaxy, he was like, how am I going to make this work? How could a raccoon actually talk? And he said, if, if a raccoon could talk, he'd be the status creature in the universe. And he's going to give us that, and I'm not ready for it. Um, the song, uh, Do You Realize? Uh, I don't remember the band's name, but it, I looked it up, and it's kind of a sad-ish song. I, I guess people play it at funerals. Um really gives you a doom and gloom vibe for this film. I mean, I have not felt, you know, that feeling of like dread and anticipation for a movie when you know it's like the final chapter and people are going to die, but you're also excited to see these characters for one last time. I haven't felt that way since Logan, when I knew that like Logan's probably going to die in this movie, but I'm excited. That's exactly how I feel about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Like, I know... Certain characters are going to die, but oh my gosh, it could be an amazing movie. This could be the best MCU film of Phase 4. That's right, I said it. Probably better than Black Panther Wakanda forever. Yeah, I went there. I'm just so excited for this film. I love Guardians. I love these characters. I love Chris Pratt. Everything about this franchise, uh, Guardians, Guardians has been such a milestone for my ideas as a filmmaker and just my style and, and, and really nailing that down for myself personally. So I am just so excited for this film. Um, after that, we have Echo coming in the summer 2023. I, I really don't care. I'm sorry. All due respect. Echo did not work for me as a character. I know it's, we need silent. Um, I know that we want to be inclusive to, to impaired people and sign language, but just like her, her story was just not that compelling to me. I'm sorry. The only thing that's keeping me interested in that show is the fact that we're going to see Daredevil and Kingpin in that show. That's pretty much it. Uh, you got Loki season two coming in summer 2023. I might check it out as long as I don't double down on the stupid pansexual, transgender, or not transgender, just like homosexual love interest Loki stuff. It was such a throwaway line that like had no bearing on the plot. Kind of hated that. No, very much hated that. So as long as they don't double down on that crap, uh, we'll be in good, good, uh, we'll be in a good spot for Loki season two. The Marvels. Is anyone looking forward to the Marvels? I I have not heard a peep about this thing. I mean, I again, I have not looked at Miss Marvel. I know that uh, Monica Rambeau 
is going to be in this. I liked her. I liked her a lot in WandaVision, so I'm excited for her, but I don't know, man. Captain Marvel was just very okay, and and like I, I get the same vibe as this. Like it's just gonna be okay, and I'm not even sure if I'm gonna want to want to watch it. And uh, I'm not sure I'm a fan of the director either. She directed the woke Candyman reboot, where they were demonizing police officers. Not a fan of that, so I'm not sure I'm gonna check it out based on that. If she's gonna do crap like that in this movie, Blade. With Mahershala Ali coming in 2023, November. That should be fun. I've already talked about Ironheart. Again, why are we putting, why are we investing in substitute characters that did not make money in the comics? Like, it does not make sense to me. I do not think Ironheart's going to be a very successful show. All due respect to the actress, I have nothing against the actress. I just don't think the show is going to work. I think it's just a very bad idea. Agatha, Coven of Chaos. Woo! Stay away from that. Um... I like Agatha. She's a fun character, but I don't know. Just witches and witchcraft and stuff. Ugh, that's just a little, little, hits a little too close to home. So no thanks. <laughs> okay, Captain America World, New World Order. This is the Sam Wilson Captain America 4. I don't know why they didn't reveal the plot or at least something outside of just the title. Like, we just have to speculate on what the heck New World Order means, but people are speculating it has to do with... <clears throat> maybe Chris Evans returning so that Sam Wilson can fight, you know, Captain America, Hydra, or heck, even um, just having old Captain America return, or just have Captain America come back, honestly. But, ugh, I don't know. The the, the bummer with Ke this movie is that I just feel like Falcon and the Winter Soldier ruined Sam Wilson as a character, and I don't want to see them ruin him again. So if this is a this hopefully this is just a good fun Captain America film. It's not ultra political. It's just a make it a fun political thriller like Winter Soldier. If you'd make it something like that, we'll be in good company. But if you double down on the dumb politics, I don't know what to tell you, bro. Uh, but before that, we're getting finally fully announced Daredevil: Born Again. Marvel is reviving or rebooting Daredevil in the MCU. Confirmed to star Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio after both of them cameoed in Hawkeye and Spider-Man No Way Home. Charlie Cox is also going to cameo in She-Hulk, which I'll touch on that briefly. Just, I'm sorry. I think I'm going to check out She-Hulk because I'm morbidly curious, but it doesn't look good. The CGI looks really bad, really bad. And I'm sorry if you keep trying to defend it, creators. Like, I'm sure you got a fun show, but the CGI just looks bad. I don't know how you can get around that. It just, there are some shots that just don't even look like uh, Jennifer Walters or, I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank on the uh, Tatiana Maslany. There are some shots that just don't look like Tatiana Maslany. There are some shots that do look like Tatiana Maslany. There are some shots that look like they're from Shrek. There are some shots that look perfect. It's just all over the place. I don't know how you can release this and call this good. The issue I have with Marvel is they're creating so many shows and so many movies that the quality is just dipping across the board. And that's part of the reason why people are just not coming in the droves that they used to come in. It's just not happening. Not happening. Not happening. 
But Daredevil's going to cameo in that, so I might check it out for that alone. But man, oh man, am I excited for that. Uh, okay, I'm running out of time here, so I'll breeze through this really quick. Um, they showed... Oh, they revealed the last last two, the next two Avengers movies. Really excited for this. Uh, so uh, they're both coming out in the same year, 2025. That's going to be... Whew, that's going to be crazy. I don't know how it's going to work out, but I am willing to give them a shot. Although my only concern is based on the t- the Avengers that they are introducing... I don't know how interested I'm going to be in these movies unless they really go hard on the multiverse cameos. And I'm saying this as I haven't even told you guys the titles. So Avengers 5 will be called Avengers the Kang Dynasty and will release in May. It's a dope looking logo. Uh, I'm excited about that. It means that Kang is basically going to be the new Thanos, going to be the big bad. And then six months after that, November, we get Avengers Secret Wars. If you guys follow um, Josh from Den of Nerds, you know he's just... He, he was right. And I I wish him all the happiness in the world for that. <laughs> um, again, with the Avengers they're introducing, I don't know how well this is going to go. Doing Avengers films with characters that are just either bland or unlikable like they've been introducing unless they bring in multiverse variants of like Hugh Jackman's Wolverine Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man some of the original X-Men actors if you get like those guys and you kind of make them main characters as well to be alongside the new generation of heroes I think we're in for uh, a good uh, double hitter with Avengers films. I'm really excited about this. Um, I mean, I'm sure as we get more information, my excitement will either go up or go down. Um, the last thing I believe they talked about, and if I'm kind of running out of time, so I'm not going to, if I forget anything, I apologize. But the last thing they talked about was Black Panther Wakanda Forever, which this is going to be another really emotional uh, thing. Now, I know I just kind of bashed on it saying that Guardians 2, Guardians 3 will be better than Black Panther, but I do think Black Panther Wakanda Forever will be a great film because uh, it seems like they're taking the approach of making this an ensemble film instead of focusing solely on Shuri or focusing solely on one character. Uh, I think that's a good good approach. You don't want to... Uh, I mean, you you've lost your main star. Like, the best approach i think at this point is to make wakanda itself and the people who make up wakanda the main character um very emotional um that's another trailer that i just have been replaying in my head all day i love the uh, the whisper at the end wakanda forever just super cinematic um yeah i i loved the first film uh you would think a film like that would be full of just like dumb woke politics but Really wasn't that much in there. Maybe there was one line about Everett Ross being a colonizer, but it was a joke. <laughs> um, loved Black Panther. Just fun, great, regal. Uh, I, I love how it created its own gigantic lore and all these great characters within the nation of Wakanda. And it seems like this film is going to expand and continue 
or continue on what made that film so great and expand that world with bringing in Atlantis, Namor the Submariner. I'm not a big Namor fan. It's like probably the first time I ever said Namor on my podcast, but wow. Like I'm excited for that. I, mean, I, I kind of dig the, uh, the um, Aztec vibe they got going for it. I mean, obviously Black Panther is like African culture. This is like Spanish Aztec uh culture i really like it it kind of gives me like an el dorado vibe road to el dorado vibe i think it'll be fun i i like the idea of them doing atlantis they kind of look like avatar people um because some of them are blue skinned some of them are not i don't know how that works uh, maybe they're blue skinned when they're out of the water in the water they're normal color i don't know it's really interesting it's really really uh intriguing but um uh, one thing that I'm concerned about is just, you know, the Black Panther franchise just being, you know, an all-female franchise now, which is like, you know, these characters came in naturally. They didn't, it wasn't like forced diversity. So it's fine. Like, I like Shuri. I like Nakia. I like Okoye. I like um, the queen. I forget her name, unfortunately. But, you know, I, I just want to make sure we get, you know, some, some, Wakandan guys in there too. Maybe maybe we can introduce some new characters, give Winston Duke a bigger, much bigger role. I'd love to see him be Black Panther. My theory is that either the guy, the person in the Black Panther suit at the end, because it seems like they're leaving the Black Panther, uh, the new Black Panther, a mystery. It's either Shuri and she's going to be Black Panther for a second and then give it to somebody else. It's M'Baku. It's Eric Killmonger. Or it's like maybe they resurrect T'Challa for like a spell and he goes back to the afterlife. I don't know, but Oh man, it's going to be emotional too, because um, Chadwick Boseman's death hit me pretty hard. I, I really fell in love and was captivated by his performance. I remember the, the night I saw black Panther, I immediately turned on 42 where he played Jackie Robinson. And I just was so, so entranced by his performance. Like, such a he was such a phenomenal actor and it's a shame that we lost him the way we did and that he won't be able to continue his role as black panther um but i really do think we should have recasted the role i gotta be honest i don't like that we're gonna continue on without him i think comic book fans have said that he's too important of a character in the comics and in the, the marvel lore to just ignore and I agree. I, I don't think... I love Chadwick Boseman's performance again, all due respect. I don't think his death means the death of the character. I mean, we didn't stop casting Batman actors when Adam West died. Different circumstances, of course, but... I just don't think we need to recast him. So I'm, I'm sure maybe they'll figure out a way to bring back a, a T'Challa or multiverse it or get it. They'll recast the role eventually, whether it's in this iteration of the MCU or another one. I'm sure we'll see another actor play Black Panther down the road. Um, so, yeah, I guess as I've hinted at, there's a lot of projects that I'm just not interested in with Marvel that I'm probably going to avoid no matter how much they entice me. Uh, there are some that I'm still very excited for. Again, I'm not... A lot of fans are just like, Marvel's dead, Marvel's done, I'm just done with Marvel. I'm a little bit of a hopeless optimist. I really am holding out hope that they, things will change. 
Spider-Man was a glimmer of hope. Doctor Strange was kind of a step in the wrong direction, but I don't think it was terrible. I think of all the films that have come out so far this year, it's probably been the best. <laughs> um, even the outside of Spider-Man uh, No Way Home, the films of last year too. I just think that, like, I think Marvel is listening to the fans. I think Disney is catching on as well. I think things will change. We just got to be persistent. We got to keep on it. You can't sit down and pretend like I did that there is not a battle for the soul of entertainment and the culture. Because the second you start just putting your hands up like, oh, well, that's when they start winning. We have to stay on it. We have to keep telling the studios what the fans want. And we just have to support with your dollars. Don't see the stuff that is not good, that is woke, that is bad, that is demonic, terrible, and bad for children. Support the stuff that is good, that is good, true, and beautiful. Support the support the wins and hide for the losses basically that's what we got to do so yes i have a very complicated relationship with both marvel and dc um i'm still holding out hope for some of their projects but like i said we got to fight we got to stand our ground and pray that things change and that about wraps up the podcast for today, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, again, I know I keep saying this, but I really am focused on being more consistent with the podcast. Uh, I'll be back in a couple weeks, uh, maybe next week. I don't know. Again, I don't know how consistent I'm going to be. Um, but let me get this next episode out, and we'll see where we go from there. But let me know your guys' thoughts on the Comic-Con announcements, on other things, maybe Dungeons & Dragons. I thought that was actually kind of a cool trailer. Let me know on your thoughts in the comments. Give this podcast a rating um, wherever you're listening to it. Thank you for watching. Fight like hell. God bless. And peace out. Peace out.